Welcome to Punta Vista, episode 208. I'm Andrew, and due to a pact that I've made with the devil, I found myself backstage at Nevada's Allegiant Stadium, where I'm getting ready to go on as the character of the Star Child in the very famous band Kiss. That's right. The original members perished in a horrifying wax museum accident many years ago, and since then they've been replaced with a succession of people who are looking for fame and fortune and are willing to trade their everlasting soul to the Prince of Darkness to make it happen. With me, strapping on his lead guitar and slathering face paint over the top of the beard he refused to shave off, it's my friend who will naturally be assuming the role of the spaceman. It's Ben! Hi Ben, what did you trade to the devil for the frankly not that appealing situation that we find ourselves in? <laughs> what? what? Wait, sorry, what are the names that you're saying here? The Star Child. These are the characters of, of the band Kiss. Wait, uh, they have separate names on top of their regular names. Well, you know how yeah. their face paint is different shapes and such? I'm familiar with their individual face paint situations, certainly. The Star Child? Yeah. Okay. The Spaceman, that's you. Yeah. You will yep. be assuming the mantle pussy of the man? Spaceman. Which, What's the other one? <laughs> you got, which one oh, was... Don't worry, we're going to get to them. <laughs> who's, who's the guy that was the one that I am now because I gave away the rights to my first three kids? I don't know, Ace Freely? Ace Freely? Or is that, is that me? Is Star Child Ace Freely on? Oh, no. you're Star Child. You're Star Child. I'm mixed up. Oh, Kiss boy. fucking suck ass. So mm. bad. I don't wow. know why you, wow. why you did this. I don't know why you made this that arrangement. That sounds like that's why you're being punished is for saying that about Kiss. So mm. <laughs> Every song is... Of course, that is the voice of Lucy, who will be taking the role of the cat man. We'd love to change it to the cat woman, but there are obvious copyright implications and we can't have 65,000 55-year-old Las Vegas tourists freaking the fuck out about the change. Hello, Lucy. How is your Korean skincare regimen dealing with all of the grease paint? You know, it's not great. I'm just, I'm thinking right now about taking all this paint off and I'm not enjoying the thought. I'm going to need like a mud mask. I'm going to need some scrubbing. It's it's not going to be a fun time for me. You can't do it during the show because people, there will be fucking riots. If I do like, my Korean skincare routine at the Kiss show, yeah, it if, probably if won't go down so If during the well. show you decide that it's too much and you are not willing to deal with it anymore. You reckon you know? like yeah. 65,000 pensioner tourists seeing uh, the members of Kiss all remove their face paint on stage would be the same as like a kid seeing a Teletubby pull its head off like during a performance <laughs> being like, what? Fuck! How? Probably. Especially once they find out that it's it's not the original members anymore. I mm. think that's going to be a bad time for everybody. Wait, what? <laughs> that's us. <laughs> one of them, one of the people who is not the original members of KISS <laughs> is a very special man. A very talented actor, musician, composer, music teacher, drama teacher, and famous, much-loved internet celebrity who, due to his legendary pussy-eating skills, <laughs> will be taking the mantle of the demon. That's right. It's Tom Cardi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm up the back just uh, teaching kids drama and oh, I was going to say something else, but I could maybe go to jail for it. So just, just, just teaching kids drama. I, man, do you know how many of like Kiss drummers have taken different like characters after the, angel, the, the kitty cat? What, what characters have they gone on to There's do? There's like the Pharaoh. They had like the Sphinx. <laughs> And he had like, because you know how they all have like demon, uh, I mean us, uh, God, us, it's, kiss. It's, yeah. you know it's how just, we had, you, you know, know how we, we uh, yes, and yeah, <laughs> it's a real revolving door, man. So wait, hold on. Um, they, they went on to be in other bands and then 
They no, had different characters, so, so they had different characters within Kiss. When when Peter Chris the, the the kitty cat got kicked out, they were like, "We need another drummer," but they can't be the cat again. So they got a guy that was, I'm pretty sure, a puma or a puma, depending Dope. on. That's yeah. that's a big slight to the cat. I think, <laughs> right? They said, "What's what's better than a cat?" Mm, easy, puma. Yeah, and We've- then they had some sort of like pharaoh and they just had like the 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 onk the anks or something oh that's pretty cool yeah but basic compared to what it was cat yeah it's it's a real upgrade from cat although you could argue they're continuing an egyptian type theme those guys loved cats vinnie vincent the onk warrior (laughs) (laughs) dope oh he just actually just has a big onk on his face that's that's a look. <laughs> yeah. Ankh Warrior. I thought it was just like they had four styles of face paint and you just you just put that face paint on. I realised there were characters attached to these things. Oh, this was thought out. <laughs> <laughs> Very considered. Yeah. The kiss law runs deep. <laughs> now, despite the fact that I have done a deal with the devil to assume the role of a character within Kiss, not really a fan of the band. Uh, never really listened to much of their stuff. I assume that there are like concept albums invoking the characters. You would think they did this thing where each of them got it's super passive aggressive. Now that I think about it, <laughs> after like writing songs together as bands, they all got to do their own album. And then they competed to see whose album did better. <laughs> that's healthy. Yes, it's that's, insane, right? That's not quite like, uh, you know, there, there are plenty of acts where somebody just kind of goes, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my own thing just off to the side, not because I want to leave this band. I just have things that I would like to do. And, you know, the vast majority of the time, it's the precursor to leaving the band. Hey, I just mm. want to dip out for a second and make band on the run. Just see what mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just from... Just going to check out this Traveling Wilburys thing. <laughs> That's what I do my solo podcast. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Ben, you're jug- I love your juggling podcast. I think it's really informative. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. That's the best thing about yes. it. Ha- is it. What is it called again? Hands full of balls? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Yep. Yeah. That's the name. All of the segments, ball talk, talking balls, ball the speech. The ball report. <laughs> the ball report. Yeah. All of them about the same thing, incidentally. Hmm. Speaking of, I was on the uh, Big Soft Titty podcast this week for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Tom Walker and now Demi. So, go check it out. Now, that's a podcast with a name. <laughs> God, it's so good. That's such a Yeah, I Googled it in my office. I was like, I'm going to have a listen before I'm on the show. And then I was like, Big Soft Titty. And then I realized that that was like, that's what a Big Soft Titty search was going to get me on Google. So... Hmm. Did you, you know. get a titty that was visibly soft? Like, you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, that's definitely not firm. Well, Safe Search got- was on, so they, they weren't, oh, like, naked titties. Yeah. You know, they were mm. they were like Nigella Lawson titties. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought your Safe Search was going to, like, specify how hard the titty was. As if... <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 you don't want to rush into this. Not Only hard first. titties on Safe Search. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking that off and show us the hardest tit. <laughs> show me the hardest tit oh, that anybody's ever that. seen. There's not, like, yeah, you know, I gotta those, say, um, very, very hard titties. It's pro- I don't think it's for me. You know the, the the like very very niche porn of people that have gotten like the crazy experimental like life ruining surgery for like mega tits. Mm. Mm-hmm. The ones mm. where you're like, well, you can't really go to the shops anymore. 
because you've essentially got two like of those yoga balls now. Yeah. That's probably as hard as a titty's going to get. Wife of the hard? show, my wife, Elna. I don't well, know what they fill them with. Well, let me tell you. Uh, wife of the show, my wife, Elna, was watching mm-hmm. one of those like, uh, hey, I would love to get super fucked up by plastic surgery shows. Mm. Um, they had like one of the kind of cat guys. Oh, and- Peter Chris. that um, is permanent that face (laughs) (laughs) it's a birthmark (laughs) oh they are so they had like it's it's very weird to see people talking to like cosmetic surgeons where they're just like yeah this isn't all fucked up enough yet can Can we fuck fuck it up some more more? please person with a medical degree (laughs) Yeah, and they just start in on them with the Sharpies and go, I would love to fuck you up more for a bunch of money. That would be so cool to me. Um, I, I, I have no idea where any kind of, I don't know, ethical consideration comes in or any of that sort of stuff. But they had this guy with his crazy face and they interview these people who are talking about this stuff. And while they're talking about it, you're like, this doesn't seem great. This doesn't seem like the most healthy thing in the world that you're doing. If it was one person who was like, for my entire life, I've just wanted to look like a psycho clown and this is me living my dreams. But instead, they're all just kind of saying like, yeah, I've had 40 surgeries. Not quite there. I still don't feel great. I still feel like I look fucking terrible and I need to to just keep pushing it further. It all seems like it's grounded in some horrible issues. And then they move on to this lady who has... Uh, the the great big uh, crazy tits <laughs> and <laughs> and she's got like the fucked up face as well and she's like oh the titties are fine I'm worried about this face I need to get you know some more lips put in or whatever and <laughs> more lips cru- like extra sets of lips <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're, and they're cruising around with her for the day and she's like yeah I can get this many cc's in and they they like inflate them at the start of the day they got like a little a, a little bite. port because i've always i've always looked and thought when you see the people with the kind of like starts starts at the top of the chest and and goes to like your hip bone kind of thing gigantic fake breasts i've always thought surely if they are full of liquid they would be tearing themselves off your body oh. with the weight right <laughs> do you think they were like a medicine ball half full of water <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I really didn't know. Like, what are the, the styrofoam packing peanuts that have far too lumpy an exterior, I think. Uh, but, yeah, like, she's just like, yeah, it's it's awesome. I can get this many cc's of air into them on a day before I oh. pop out, you know? So, you're oh, saying no, you could, the- like, stick a needle and deflate them like in a Wayans Brothers movie. Comically <laughs> deflate them. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that the lady would fly around the room yeah, fly as around that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the idea that, like, saying that there's a maximum sort of cubic centimeter of volume that you can get in there implies the existence of a bursting point which is a horrible fucking mental Mm. image i hate that very much yeah she was talking about it like um she was talking about it like uh you know i i was previously only able to get this much in and i've been upgrading that over time she's increased her titty pressure yeah the maximum the, the ceiling of it okay well that's cool one of those little yeah. bike tire gauges on yeah, the yeah. side of your titty. It is cool that you could change your own buoyancy, though. Like, if you were a scuba diver, 
Mm. You could sort of change them. You could get yourself to neutral buoyancy by manipulating your own tits, which uh, <laughs> is the dream. And that is right? the, that's the coolest thing about having breast implants, I've always said. <laughs> so and it's, and it's the mind. reason that most people get them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Watching people put on weight belts and being like, you dumb motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a yeah. massive set of titties and I don't need a weight belt. The dream. If I did it, I'd fill it with a fart and then I'd undo it uh, to make someone feel awkward and make trick them into thinking that they farted. <laughs> the perfect prank. Yeah. They wouldn't put your shirt me. off for a second there and then a bad smell appear. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wouldn't expect you. That's all I'm saying. Uh, ben, you might want to strap yourself in for this one. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of spherical objects that when you look at them, you might assume are rock hard. It's time for this week's Hull Report. I actually really love this hole. I think it's a unique hole, and I think it's difficult. And I think it is going roller. So, uh, this week's Hull Report. Sorry, why would a hole be rock hard? I feel like I'm missing that one. I just need to clarify it. Don't worry, all will become clear. <laughs> no, that perfectly smooth, uh, highly intelligible segue will become yeah, <laughs> oh, very obvious. It wasn't just about holes front- in general. I'm so sorry. No. no, that would be very confusing. No, a reference to the uh, potentially no rock spoilers. hard tits. No. <laughs> um, so, I'm just looking at the document here. The old H2s formatted according to the official Bunta Vista style guide that we don't read out on the show except for when we do. Yep. This so one. now you're talking about it like you're about to read it out loud, even though I explicitly say that's not for you to read out loud. Yeah, this one says, uh, the whole report, colon, more like, quote, lack of whole, end quote, report, and I'm not talking about Andrew's sex life, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Yep. Okay. <laughs> From WBNS News, do-it-yourself construction work is a real thing these days. That is a horrible opening sentence. <laughs> that's the whole article. <laughs> that's, that's... Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Just imagining the guy who immediately slaps his newspaper down. Honey, honey, you heard about this? You know that you can do that? People all over are learning trades so they can build and or fix stuff and be able to finish home improvement projects without having to pay high labor costs. Thank you for explaining the concept of do-it-yourself. A Muskegon man. I'm going to say Muskegon, I reckon. Muskegon? Muskegon. I'm going to go just because it's fun to have a bit of pushback. I think it's Muskegon. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. This is a democracy. I reckon. I don't know. Maybe um, Muskegon. You know? Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, could be. Could be anything. And there's no way of finding out. <laughs> yeah. No, there's You're, simply guys, no way to look into it. You guys aren't going to get heaps of emails after this, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, thankfully, no one from America listens to this podcast. A Muskegon man recently started a project in his backyard, only to find out it would take a lot of balls to finish it. Wink, wink. Uh, see, they're also, you know, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Very cleverly, like me. Was the winks in the article, or was that you? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> just says, wink, full stop, wink. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> David Olsen needed a concrete stairway inspected to learn why water kept leaking into his Norton Shores home. Quote, the inspector told me the cement pad just off his sliding glass door was sloping into the house, said Olsen, 33. He didn't want to hire a contractor to come and demo the stairway, so he decided he wanted to do it himself. 
I had a couple of hours on my hand, so I wanted to take a sledgehammer to it, added Olsen. I identify with that. Yeah, that's fair. I have a problem with, did he actually say hand or was, did he say hours on my hands? He said hands and I got it wrong. Okay, that's fair. Sorry <laughs> for picking that up. I was, gonna go, I was really going to go to town on this guy. but now that <laughs> I, you. I would like to issue an apology to WBNS News, not for hanging shit all over the do-it-yourself construction work thing. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> but uh, I did misquote them. When Just they so quoted. fucking unprofessional. <laughs> Just <laughs> unbelievable. You should also apologise to David Olsen because the implication is also- That's what I was, was also, doing. Yeah. Was a, yeah. They were quoting David Olsen. This comes, makes David look bad. It's just mm. unbelievable. Let's run that back. I had a couple of hours on my hands. I wanted to take a sledgehammer to it, added Olsen. He started breaking up the concrete and after he got most of the top slab removed, he started seeing what appeared to be spheres embedded in the sand underneath. It was full of bowling balls, Olsen said. <laughs> <laughs> the deeper I went down, the more I pulled out. Mm. Going <laughs> 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 balls deep and pulling out, you know? Before he yeah. knew it, he'd piled up 158 bowling balls. Oh, wow. no, don't, pi- don't pile up balls. <laughs> you can't pile bowling balls. <laughs> Yeah, keep them on a flat surface, honestly. You're just inviting trouble at this point. Uh, that sounds like a Home Alone trap. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked. I'll simply climb over this giant pile of bowling balls to get this child so I can murder him. Oh, no! Uh, oh, 158. Too many. That's just a very many. exact number. That is like a, a that's lot a, of bowling balls. Like, like, one, two. Yeah. I would have, after, like, 30, been like, oh, shit, there's heaps. That's so many, though. That's so many. Mm. Is anyone good at maths here? No. no. Nah. Theo's not on this episode. And he's the only well, I'm going to do a quick calculation. How many bowling mm-hmm. balls was it? 158. 158. That's 474 holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, it's, Ultra it's hole not, report. but that's only because of a, a later thing in this um uh-oh. In this, that well, you wouldn't have known about. I've ruined it. <laughs> is, ben, is this going to be a callback to our previous learnings about bowling balls and bowling styles? Oh no, it's not. Although that was fascinating because um, <laughs> it is it is technically legal in professional bowling to bowl a bowling ball two handed, but you have to fill in one of the holes. Yeah, you can't have a thumb hole on it if you bowl uh, like what did they call it? There's a term for it. Oh, there was so many times. If you're like doing a two-handed sort of swinging it between your legs style, Mm. you can do it, but you can't have a thumb hole. Oh. Ben, you covered all this on your podcast, didn't you? Talking balls. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We ran out of juggling stuff in the first episode, and now it's nothing but the different kinds of balls that exist. Most of them just round so Mm. far. Not a lot to be had there. 180 episodes in. (laughs) Still holding out hope, you know? (laughs) Please invent a new kind of ball. If you're working on a new kind of ball, you have to tell me about it. <laughs> you, we really need you to come on Talking Balls. What if a ball was a cube? That'll be 10 episodes there. <laughs> Our producer is giving us the uh, no sign. But we're going to keep talking about cubes anyway. Uh, quote, it became mind-blowing, joked Olsen. <laughs> I think that sounds like a joke. That's not a joke. <laughs> it's just funny. No, it's, it's, it was it mind-blowing. Blowing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I kind of felt like a paleontologist when they got their little brush and they're dusting the bones off. <laughs> okay. That's nice for him. <laughs> it's like what a child would imagine. 
Oh, they came out in. Okay, yeah, like, well, Ooh, this one's a bowling ball too. <laughs> brush, brush, brush. <laughs> How many bowling Delicately balls? Delicately blowing you get on it. <laughs> <laughs> he did that for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing the first scene from Jurassic Park. It's exactly except, what I'm picturing. Except Sam Neill. Oh, is a helicopter coming down about to invite him off to a mysterious <laughs> island. Welcome to Bowling Island. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling off his sunglasses at the side of a 30-foot-tall bowling ball. <laughs> I never thought I'd see it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought you said these bowling balls couldn't reproduce. <laughs> you son of a bitch. What have you done? <laughs> they gave frog DNA to the bowling balls. That was their mistake. Oh, Wayne Knight getting his head caved in by a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think this has got legs, guys. I think- <laughs> Good. Uh, Jurassic balls. Um, so, they came out in all colours. Black, blue, and some with yellow specks on them. All the colours of the rainbow. <laughs> All of the colours. Yep. Black and blue. None of the balls were drilled. And many were damaged. It sounds like maybe Tom owes David Olsen an apology now. Oh, what's no a hundred? Holes. No, no holes. That's, I've immediately lost interest in this story, though. <laughs> mm. Actually, if anything, it's no longer the whole report due to the extreme absence <laughs> of holes. No holes. Well, if anything, we are documenting the creation of a hole as he pulled them all out. That's true. I God, guess. holes are so versatile. Mm. Yeah. I know mine are. Yeah. <laughs> only, w- only one kind of ball, so many kinds of hole. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've found none that in the course of my podcast. I guess if you, if you put a hole in something, anything can be a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> Name some examples sure. of where that's true. Okay. A human head. Yep. Uh, mm. Just a, a, an, an apple. Yep. Uh, three dogs glued together. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> None of these are going to be competition grade. I'm just going to say it. Hey, you still have fun with it, though, you know? You're going to have to put the bumpers on the side of the lane. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do that little... through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. A few of them look like alien eggs, Olsen <laughs> joked again. That one counts as a joke, I think. Yeah, he's looks joking like I... there. I hope. Looks like I have some pretty nice antiques here. Well, he must be joking. Otherwise, he's got no fucking idea what alien eggs look like. He has no idea. Like, have you seen anything about a fucking alien before, David? Jesus. <laughs> oh, imagine, like, you know, the, the, the greys and the greens, Ben. Imagine how swollen their abdomens would be if this is what their eggs look like. Don't you know? try and fucking appeal to me by naming different types of aliens you can think of. <laughs> the greens, that's not a thing. I, I mean, it's a political party, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no little green men, is that what you're saying? No, some of them green, but we don't call them the green. There's only oh. one that's identified by their colour, and it's the greys, obviously. Jesus. Get it together. What about the yellow, uh, the yellow specks? Yep, mm. those are real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a racial slur for a certain kind of alien. <laughs> Brunswick is engraved on most of the balls, so Olsen oh. said he decided to call the Brunswick Bowling Office in Muskegon. They told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> if you call us one more fucking time, we're going to put more bowling balls in your house, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We buried those a long time ago, and they need to stay buried. <laughs> you put them back in the ground unless you want to be in there with them. Click. No one, <laughs> no one like- can know that bowling balls can have no holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are all the bowling balls that just went wrong on creation. 
we've got to hide, we've got to cover this them. up. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of someone in like the 50s being like, oh, fuck, I've buried a body under this house, but that's not enough. Surely if I put 158 bowling balls <laughs> on top of it, no one will go through the effort of pulling all these off. They didn't count on David. <laughs> if I put 158 Alien bowling balls in here, that'll stop anyone from asking any questions. <laughs> oh, I've uh, read ahead. The next line is insane. Sorry. <laughs> I know. This is this is the one. This is the line that is is causing me to question everything I thought I knew about balls. <laughs> they told me that back in the 1950s, they used to make damaged bowling balls available for people to take for free and use as landfill. There's just that no cannot way be true. That, that there were that true. many damaged bowling balls. <laughs> big, big, uh, big dump truck full of bowling balls pulling up to your house. <laughs> just pouring the bowling balls out. They're lying, <laughs> right? He's called up the, the bowling the fucking- alley and they're like, don't worry about it. They used to use these as landfill all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fucking- trainee on his first day. Like, yeah, this is just what they did in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> the Brunswick Bowling Office has like 25 members and they're like, yeah, 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 we go through 45,000 damage bowling balls yeah. in a year. <laughs> so Tons how many of- are they fucking up? Like, how how bad are your processes? Now, we haven't really nailed down the whole ball thing yet. Yeah. Mm. Every third one, well, it's like, whoa, way off. Well, a sphere is a famously hard shape to make. Mm. Like, ah, oh, another egg-shaped one. Well, put, put that on, on the pile. pile. <laughs> Now, David, uh, showing what a what a free, innocent spirit he is here, says, There's no way to know for certain if that's what the previous homeowner did. But given that's where the bowling balls were found, it seems logical. It does seem like they were used to fill in a space. I mean, what's the alternative? I, I don't know. Every Alien one of them eggs. was used as a murder weapon. <laughs> what what happens if you don't uh, fill in your ho- your holes with something? Yeah, like that doesn't seem like effective landfill, right? Like you can't. You have to be putting sand in all the gaps and everything, yeah. you know. I don't know. That's a whole other truck, you know. As for what Olson plans to do with his new collection of bowling balls, a local church contacted me about them, and I plan. <laughs> What? <laughs> they reached out, which is tremendous. Priest slamming his newspaper down on the table. Get me the phone. A local church contacted me about them, and I plan to give 10 balls to them. All right, so you got 148 left. You've got 148 yep. left. Uh, the Heritage Museum in downtown Muskegon reached out. Muskegon? Muskegon. Reached out to me and asked for a couple. They're not dinosaur eggs. Why do people want these? (laughs) They're just bowling balls. With no holes in them. (laughs) Hey, I heard some guy has 148 undrilled damaged bowling balls. Maybe (laughs) I could snag a few. (laughs) It's like when someone wins the the lotto and everyone starts coming out like, oh, can I just have a little bit? And like you give a little bit away, a little bit away. He's just won the damaged bowling ball lotto. You mm. can't go anywhere without, like, someone being like, hey, mm. <laughs> at the supermarket being like, oh, mm. hey, mate, look, it oh, just really helped if you ball give me millionaire. damaged, undrilled bowling balls from 70 years ago. It would be awesome. <laughs> oh, shit, I've already- yeah, I've Look, so I can't. I can't. I just- I have to save yeah. some for myself. Come on, man. <laughs> My kids are going to need bowling balls. Okay? <laughs> I was going to trade 80 of these for a jet ski. <laughs> 
put my kids through school, I assume that they appreciate greatly with time. <laughs> so, uh, so the Heritage Museum uh, wants a couple. So that's that's brought him down to what, like one hundred and thirty-six. Yeah, sure. Yeah. As for the rest, I don't quite know yet. All right. Just take a sledgehammer to them. Find out what's inside a bowling ball. Yeah. You know? Could Might be, be anything. Bowling balls in there. Oh no! Whoa! Oh no! Olsen says he's certain that there could be hundreds more buried bowling balls behind his house, but he doesn't plan to tear up all the concrete. He adds that he will use some of the balls as decorative elements when he gets around to finishing his backyard landscaping. Oh no! I can tell that's going to be ugly. Just from imagining it. I'd love to be surprised. <laughs> and the mm. thing is, someone's going to be like, whoa, David, you must really love bowling. And he's like, nah. No, no, I don't. <laughs> you have a bowler game in my life. Well, why do you have 120 bowling balls outside uh, shaped in like different dinosaurs and stuff? <laughs> it's what my house is made of. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, that's a great pyramid of balls you have back there, David. <laughs> It wouldn't even, like, make that impressive of a pyramid, I don't think. Like, if you took 130 of these and put them in your front yard, it wouldn't be one of those things where people are like, oh, dude, you've got to go check out the bowling ball pyramid. You'd drive past it, you'd be like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Be what, as tall as a man, maybe? No, oh, that's pretty cool, I guess. I can't even begin to imagine how you could actually incorporate this into your backyard landscaping. You could make I'd a make- couple of cool water features, maybe. Yes. Well, if it didn't have the holes in it, then you could make it look like a big marble. I'd make it a giant, um, one of those pendulums, you know, the, oh, the gravity oh, ones. Yeah. The executive yeah. desk ornament. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I'd, I'd make my entire backyard an enormous CEO desk and I'd have big papers and I'd pretend like I was a, a scared little memo that got lost out there. <laughs> you, ever, you ever seen those water features? The water features that have like the uh, the ball that's made out of marble or whatever that's mm. just kind of spinning as the water runs under it. Mm. You have 138 of them. Those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whole town's in drought now because of your backyard. <laughs> I need it for my bowling balls. I don't know what else to do with them. Don't know what else to do. You just put them back in the fucking hole, David. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are you going to do yeah, with just your hole put them now? Back. There's just a hole now if you take them out, right? Maybe they were structural. They were foundational bowling balls, David. This house is going to collapse on itself like the fucking house from Poltergeist. <laughs> Shouldn't have done it, that, bro. It just it mm. seems like a like a Richard Matheson story where, you know, he, he gets all the balls out, brings them into the world where they shouldn't be, slowly going crazy until he finally realizes, I just got to get those bad boys back in the ground, cover them up. That's a famous uh, allegory that perhaps Richard Matheson would use. The tale of taking some bowling balls out and realising that all along you needed bowling balls in. Well, the balls are a metaphor for something else. Mm. Time enough for bowling balls. (laughs) Hi everybody, it's me. It's Theo. Now I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. So, you know, maybe he could do, like, uh, 
Edward Scissorhands type, big animal features, you know. Like bowling ball topiary type deals. Yeah. Speaking of uh, big animal-shaped things that look like they're running through your yard, it must be time to talk about people who do actually have large animals running through the yard in this week's Nature Corner. Country roads, take me home to the So, Tom, <laughs> Whoa. as somebody who has listened to, as far as I know, at least one episode of this podcast, mm. you're probably very familiar with the uh, long-running saga of American news stories about people who won't stop having fucking exotic animals in the house and then just losing track of them. Oh, yeah, big time. It seems to be way too common. I'm just going to say it. Way, way too common. And I think that Ben has put together for us a, uh, basically like a wild card round. <laughs> yeah, there were a ton this week. Usually there's like one good one, but uh, yeah, there, there were a lot, a lot this time. So, time to fire through the latest news in uh, people where we can't figure out what the fuck they're doing with these animals. This is from KOTV News in Oklahoma. A camel is back home after escaping early Monday morning and running from offices in Collinsville. <laughs> really making it look like the camel was, like, recognized the police. <laughs> yeah, he was doing, like, the fugitive thing of, like, shaving off his beard and yep. dyeing his hair in a fucking gas station bathroom. I got warrants out, you know. I really heard Benny Hill music playing when I pictured that. <laughs> the cops have the English Bobby yeah, yeah. helmets on. <laughs> Running all fast after the camels. The owner said he had no idea the camel escaped from his property until Collinsville police called. Owasso police, Collinsville officers, and Tulsa County deputies all helped get the camel back home. And Great the, use of taxpayer money here. None of them did it by shooting it to death, which seems like a pretty good yeah. thing for American cops. Well done. That's true. Yeah. Did anybody ask why he has a camel in his yard? Emotional support. Probably. It's actually <laughs> worse than that. I Imagine trying to get <laughs> wait for the end. Imagine trying to get one on a plane. Uh, <laughs> the owner said he had no idea, etc., etc. I read that paragraph. Casey Roebuck with the Tulsa County Sheriff's Office said it's not uncommon to get calls about animals running loose in rural areas, but a camel is something new. I hate how they do this with every article. <laughs> Quote. Every day's an adventure around here. You never know what it's going to bring. The smaller animals, of course, are easier to handle than the big ones, and a camel is a big one. So the fact they were able to get this animal corralled safely off the roadway and returned to its owner within about an hour's time is pretty good, said Roebuck. The owner said the camel will start training next week. Once he completes the training, he'll be ready to appear in nativity scenes for churches <laughs> and educational programs. Uh, don't put that camel uh. near kids. He's got Come a taste on. for freedom. He's going <laughs> to kick your seven-year-old in the fucking head, jump over the fence, hotwire a car, and get out of there. Fuck the police. He's going to be looking like Joe Camel in no time. Pack of cigs, sunglasses, convertible. <laughs> I pictured Joe Camel in an open-top Jeep, but I think that might be because of specifically 
some ad- no i can't be old enough to have seen cigarette ads surely is there another brand in australia that had a camel as its as its guy I'm sure you definitely could have seen cigarette ads, but I don't know that they ever, t- ever advertised camel here. If you can remember an ad with uh, a camel in an open-top Jeep, write into <laughs> mailbag at bonavista.com and let me know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yep. Please give us all of your memories of seeing cigarette advertising. Before they, the nanny state came in with their drab olive green packages. God, it's sad what's happening, isn't it, guys? <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. Come on. I would say at least we put all of our like scientific effort into finding the single worst colour available. Mm. Like they, they That's wanted, pretty good. It's bad. It's a really bad colour. Oh. Very, addicted, very addicted to these cigarettes, but ugh, yuck. Ugh. Check out the weird, sickly olive brownie colour that is the mandated colour of our cigarette packets. It's, uh, and the funky eyeball. Yeah. Up next... From KCNC News in Colorado. A wallaby on the loose was the last thing Sergeant Charles Searcy with the Montrose County Sheriff's Office expected to respond to Thursday night, July the 8th. You guys have been doing this all the time, but this is the first one. I'm already sick of that fucking, like, <laughs> this is the last thing. How are you guys saying? How is Every that single lo- one of them, it's so jocular where they're just like, it was a wackadoo Tuesday evening. <laughs> That's that's including the ones that end with them saying, and then the cop just shot it a few times on the highway and they threw it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> While laughing. Nonetheless, he and a state patrol officer, as well as a couple of good Samaritans and the Wallaby's owner, chased the hopping marsupial for about 45 minutes that night before he finally jumped safely back home to his proper enclosure. Two for two. Living animals. That's good. Uh, but also let it out. You know? Yeah. How'd it get there? Yeah. You know? Wallabies shouldn't That's be just... over there. That's my belief. Exotic pets are just wild to me. A couple driving by happened to notice the wallaby on the side of JJ Road just north of Montrose. They called a non-emergency dispatch line for help. Uh, yeah, there's a kangaroo loose on JJ Road, said some fucking idiot. <laughs> Wait, no, keep reading. <laughs> uh, or a wallaby. It's much smaller than a kangaroo. I would guess wallaby. Damn. This is the That's... second apology I've had to make this week. I'm honestly fucking impressed that some American in somewhere in fucking Colorado was like, holy shit, it's a kangaroo. Oh, no. No, that's definitely a wallaby. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> I would see a wallaby and be like, holy shit, it's a small kangaroo. It's a baby <laughs> kangaroo. Uh, it's not a prank call. I swear to God, I'm looking right at it. End quote. <laughs> Imagine that as a prank call, though. Top quality. Uh, police? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at a wallaby. There's a wallaby here. <laughs> Say it might be a kangaroo. Say it might be a kangaroo. <laughs> Say it's a wallaby. It'll be more realistic. Hey, Sergeant be accurate. Sir. Be accurate. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <sighs> there's, a, there's a patty melon at the corner of Farts and Bona Street. Goodbye. <laughs> oh. Sergeant Cersei says the wallaby is a legal pet of a nearby resident, and he had somehow gotten out of a fenced-in yard. He fucking jumped, didn't he? (laughs) I didn't know they jumped. (laughs) (laughs) The wallaby's owner eventually found the responding officers and the Good Samaritans and helped coax him back home. Just doing. Why is a wallaby a legal pet? Why have they got wallabies over there? He doesn't belong there, does he? Yeah, they harvest the eggs from them for food. 
don't know. I was watching like uh, YouTube with my kids the other day, and there was a video of like um, two otters reacting to popcorn for the first mm-hmm. time. <laughs> and I was like, "What's up with these otters?" And I throw it on, and it, and and it's like immediately, instantly recognizable as a Japanese apartment. And it's just these these two otters come running down the stairs and sliding around on the wooden floor and they climb up on the table and I'm like, that sure is two dry otters that you have in your <laughs> like 10 square foot apartment. That probably rocks for them to live there forever. I went to one of those like horrible Japanese animal cafes because my sense of ethics was easily beaten by my desire to pat a capybara. And, like, mm-hmm. I went into a room that is smaller than my apartment that had, like, a capybara, a series of owls, uh, two meerkats, uh, like, a bunch of different... I got to pat a meerkat. Is that place bad? And am I bad for participating and giving them money? Yes. Did I get yes. to fucking I pat a meerkat? happiness. Oh, my God. It was so good. The meerkats were so soft. They're very little. Horribly <laughs> unethical, but very nice. Yeah, it's very happy. Very, very bad. <laughs> I can't imagine meerkats and owls live peacefully together in a small room. I didn't see any They probably had the owls tied to the perch or something. Oh, or... well, that's cool Aww. then. Yeah. The dated. Meerkats are all on ketamine. Beforehand, <laughs> like lobsters. <laughs> yeah, constantly hotboxing that room. They're checking the meerkats' the ad- for weapons every morning. <laughs> <laughs> From the Atlanta Journal-Constitution... The search for an exotic cat spotted near a Buckhead, County, a Buckhead Country Club has come to an end, but the owner said she will be forced to give up her pet. <laughs> the Georgia Department of Natural Resources said Thursday that a serval, a large cat native to Africa, had been located and taken to a temporary holding facility until it could be taken to a wildlife sanctuary. The cat was first spotted on the loose June 30th near the Capital City Country Club after a woman said it came inside her house and jumped on her bed while she was sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One thing we all do when we get our taste of freedom. (laughs) Jump on the bed. Why do you want a big African cat in your house? I mean, it'd be pretty dope. (laughs) You're like sitting on your fucking couch watching TV next to like a leopard. Be the coolest shit in the world. Yeah, until it bites your face off. Worth it. <laughs> they're look. They're very cute and they're cool, but also I feel like uh, they 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 shouldn't be in there. Basically, um, I'm looking at a picture of the cat right now, uh, cool. which is crazy to consider. It's it, yeah. It looks like it's getting itself a cup of coffee. Just put the uh, okay. link to a picture in there. Mm. You know what would be really funny is if you linked us a photo of Peter Chris right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm not going to lie, that's my third Peter Chris reference, I believe, I for the episode. I reckon you get a few more in there. I'm going to try and get a few more. I'm not going not gonna, to not gonna try too hard, but if it comes up, Wait, no, this is up. This is a different escaped serval that you've linked us to. Oh, was, well, yeah. This no, one not. escaped in New Hampshire in last year. Uh, this oh, one yeah. is called Spartacus. <laughs> it's so long. It's too long. <laughs> That's really about standing the size up of to say, Demi Lardner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 18 kilos. <laughs> oh, dear. The owner, Anna Fife, told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution via text that she's from South Carolina, where it's legal to own servals as pets. Well, that makes it good. Now living in Georgia to attend college. What the fuck? 
She said her pet name. Why is that legal to own a serval? <laughs> why do you Why do you need a serval when you're like 19? It's called states' yeah. rights, bro. Look into it. <laughs> what the fuck? She said her pet named Nala after the character from Disney's The Lion King That's usually clever. stayed with her parents. <laughs> Fife had brought the serval to her Georgia home when it escaped. The DNR did an amazing job at helping catch Nala and making sure everyone is safe, even though she is just a kitty and is harmless, Fife said. They are not letting me keep her. <laughs> they are taking oh, her away to a sanctuary. Girl. I hate it. Uh, oh, they're taking her away to somewhere that looks after animals instead of just letting them cruise around in the neighborhood. Fuck. I understand. They're only doing their job. I'm just devastated because Nala is my baby. End quote. In a terse statement, the DNR said an investigation has been opened into the case because it's illegal to own servals in Georgia. <laughs> but Five says she's been told by investigators that no charges will be filed. Anyone want to guess as to the race of this woman? <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Is she I mean, white? It'd be embarrassing if you were wrong, but let's find out. <laughs> let's do. Uh, and don't tell me if I'm wrong, by the way. I hate that. I hate to find out that I'm wrong. Uh, she said she bought Nala to Georgia for emotional support after a relationship go. ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a giant cat because Brent broke up with you. <laughs> God damn it. Nothing will heal the pain from the hole that Brent has left in my life except an exotic African cat. <laughs> Three residents called Fulton County Animal Services on June 30th to report a large wildcat was in the area. Christine Frank told the AJC that the serval hopped in her bed after her husband left the door open to let their dog use the bathroom outside their club drive home. Quote, I just heard this thump in my bed and felt something land in my bed, she said. I opened my eyes and there was this cat in my bed staring at me. And I just kind of screamed to my husband that this is not a normal house cat. That's fair. I hope that's the exact thing that she screamed. <laughs> this is not a normal house cat. <laughs> He's in the kitchen going, we, we don't even have a house cat. <laughs> she initially assumed it was a bobcat, adding that she never suspected it could be a neighbor's escaped exotic pet. That's fucking reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Neither she nor her husband were injured, but he was able to take photos of the fleeing serval to provide to state authorities. Look, I've only got... Uh, a photo of this woman's hands and knees But they appear <laughs> oh, to be no. the hands and knees of a white lady And I've seen a lot of white ladies' hands yes. and knees in my time A little weird <laughs> Spending no, a lot normal. of time on wiki knees <laughs> On white wiki, wiki white knees No. Yep No, look Wiki knees is for everyone It's what you choose to look at okay? Oh yeah, I've gone to the like categories <laughs> you got in white and lady. <laughs> I like wiki knees because there's always a controversy section as well. Mm. Oh, the you chat, check- the chat in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what you'd argue about. At least wiki feet, where they're like, "No, I've used the triangulation of the angle of the sun to figure out that her feet are actually a size six, not a size six and a half." What are you doing with knees? Uh, it's just an argument about, I'm telling you that that scar is from where she fell onto a matchbox car when she was 14. The other guy's like, no, it was a skateboarding accident. <laughs> there's actually a lot of fun you can have uh, with knees, as a weird sentence to say. But <laughs> there's like a lot of knees. There's a great uh, little subreddit, which is Babies Trapped in Knees. I don't know if you've ever encountered this. 
ba- babies <laughs> trapped in knees. So it's like basically just look at people's knees sometimes. It looks oh, like a little right, baby's right. face is oh. trapped in it. And it's like oh. that's different to like, what like I was if you if you straighten your leg and if you straighten your leg and scrunch up the loose skin around your kneecap, that kind of oh. you don't even have to scrunch. No scrunch necessary, my friend Andrew. You can okay. simply take take your peepers and look at a knee. Like uh have you seen uh that movie with Keanu Reeves when he's a demon fighter and he does the fighting? He fights a demon. Constantine? That's the one, you know, at the end when the, the, the tummy demon is coming out? Mm. And yes. Yep. Yeah, yes. it looks like that. Looks like looks like the end of Constantine. It looks yeah. like when Mammon is trying to be birthed into the world at the end of mm. Constantine. What a wonderful film, yep. except for the parts <laughs> of the Shia LaBeouf in them. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Shia. Oh, poor Shia. And also a bad Shia. Poor Shia. Interesting <laughs> commentary no. from Andrew here. Oh. <laughs> Yet another no, controversial standpoint from Andrew Sorry, Lord. everybody. Uh, what I mean by that is I spent a long time going, look, he's just having a bad time. And then uh, in the last year or two, it was like, oh, oh, I see. He's also been doing some very bad things. He's been creating some bad times. Yes, absolutely. That's right, folks. We're cancelling Shia LaBeouf, boof, boof. <laughs> and finally... A man in North Carolina. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> There's a space Sorry, missing. <laughs> There's a space missing in the document between the words A and man. Oh, so you said right. a man? <laughs> like yeah. the guy from Serial? I thought it was just a guy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was amazing. a guy with a cool name in North Carolina. <laughs> I thought you'd just gone with an absurdly weird line read of the word man. I, hey. A little Jamaican accent on it. <laughs> a man in North Carolina. Um, <laughs> hey, who put the document together? Who's who's taking out spaces to try and trip me up and make me look the fool? I am <laughs> successfully undermining you, and I'm going to take that top spot on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sliding my name down on the leaderboard, <laughs> pulling the, pulling the uh, little name card out sideways, sadly moving myself down one spot. A man in North Carolina has had his collection of snakes seized after police were called to a report of one missing from his home. Christopher Gifford, 21. Christopher is a less cool name than Aman. I'm just going to say it. That's true. Christopher Gifford, 21, faces criminal charges including 36 counts of improper enclosures, three counts of mislabeled enclosures. <laughs> Not a snake enclosure. <laughs> He was getting away with it for so long. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that must be a legless lizard. <laughs> no need to worry. Whoa, dude, your leg, your legs has got less. I'm high. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and one count of failure to report escape. Police were made aware of his large collection of snakes when his zebra cobra was reported to have escaped on June 29th. What? Now, now that's a little um, combination of words that you can sing to yourself to the tune of Karma Coma by Massive Attack. Little freebie you can have right there. That's fair. And um, looking at a at a picture of them, they kind of look how you would expect them to. Is it a striped cobra? It is. It is indeed. <laughs> a Raleigh Police De- Department animal control officer responded to the seven thousand block of Sandringham Drive after receiving a report of a live snake on the porch of Gifford's home. However, when an officer arrived at the scene, the zebra cobra was missing, prompting a warning to local residents. Snake was eventually found and safely detained on July 1. <laughs> Just one handcuff around it. Am I being detained? Am I being detained? I'm just traveling, <laughs> sir. 
Oh, goodness. Gifford's lawyer, Anna Smith Feltz, previously told Newsweek that the snake had actually been missing since November. <laughs> Why tell them Where's that? Where's it been? <laughs> that seems worse. Because <laughs> bad lawyer. Oh, no, no. This mistake has been in the community because of this man for eight months. <laughs> Gifford has a huge online following and frequently shares videos of his snake collection on TikTok, where he has more than 468,000 followers. While it is currently legal to own venomous snakes, state lawmakers are currently pushing legislation that would outlaw possessing dangerous reptiles. Oh, man. Like, out of all the things, I understand, like, it's weird that you, you shouldn't be allowed to own a cat or, like, a kangaroo or stuff. Why would they allow you to own a venomous snake? Like... Freedom. Cobra? Sweet freedom, freedom, Cobra. Freedom you look at cobra. each of your snakes that could kill a man easily and you say, God, freedom tastes so fucking God. good. I'm going to kiss it. I'm going to kiss the glass. <laughs> Daddy loves you. It is absolute drug dealer behavior. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, you know, they'll let you own a tiger. Who? They. Americans. Uh, American the state authorities. Of the state yeah. of Texas. Plenty of places over there will let you own an animal large enough to just eviscerate you. Have Tom, have you considered incorporating this into your thing? Because I'm, I, you, you're doing pretty well on TikTok, I assume. You can yeah, probably I, chuck some snakes into the mix there. A bit of venomous snake play on my tocks. Yeah, hmm. you know, just, uh, you know, you do those fast cuts of you playing different instruments and also there's a venomous snake there. And then one cut of a venomous snake. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know if the payoff's going to be that much <laughs> in for, like, for like potentially dying. Because as you can see, I'm in a little dungeon and if I fell over now, I would no one's sucking the venom out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but you're uploading the video. Yeah, like all the video's last. going up. It'll be a live stream, obviously. <laughs> just, <laughs> as your airways close. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Oh, oh, you reckon okay. that's been anyone's last words? Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe, I hope so. <laughs> like and subscribe. The guy, <laughs> I, I think if the guy uh, from like Into the Wild who died in that bus out in the middle of nowhere, if that was now, I think those would have been his last words. He would have been, yeah, I want to disconnect myself from society entirely, but I am also live streaming the entire thing. <laughs> you know, oh like, man, I just ate these delicious berries. Anyway, like and subscribe. <laughs> Yeah, it's like those uh, like those TikToks of of people who are in um like influencer communities where they've just all gone to some island somewhere. Oh, I love those! Like when they get the houses together. Oh, the yeah. houses are the best. Oh, where it's it- like a bunch of jacked nineteen-year-olds, <laughs> all called it's- Trey. I'm so, I'm so involved in it. So I live for that sort of shit, man. I, I look at some of them and usually there's one or two like dudes who are just kind of a bit pimply and don't fit in with that. And I just want to know what the dynamics are in real life because it must be all just based on, you know, the metrics and like likes and who's got the most. He's the guy who knows how to upload the videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's such a weird vibe that there's a bunch of like 40-year-old suits that are just like, hey- House full of teenagers. Here's one million dollars. Um, Occasionally, you're going to have to upload a video in Cantonese. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't fundamentally like have anything against uh, TikTok as a concept because I know there's plenty of people on there just making nice stuff. 
I love your videos and songs, Tom. Um, I, I see them on, on the other platforms that they're on because I yeah, don't none use... None of us are on I would TikTok never look at an um, actual TikTok. I will see that on Reels and Twitter yeah. only. I don't, I, don't, I don't use TikTok due to my advanced years, but, um, but like I saw a video the other day that just... It, it felt like it knocked a few years off my life. <laughs> um, and it was a video that someone had made. They were like standing back in the kitchen... And they were filming like three or four other guys who were making a TikTok. So the TikTok that was being filmed was one where there's like, you know, a ring light behind the phone. And it's a succession of like jacked, handsome young dudes um, coming up to the camera and like making a sexy face as they mime to a song. And then moving out of the way as the next one comes in and does his thing. And these like three or four guys moving through the thing. So in your mind's eye, you can absolutely picture the video that is happening. Mm. But watching it from an external viewpoint just kind of made me want to die. Oh, it was. It's, <laughs> it's so good. I cannot like explain <laughs> enough how much I fucking live for TikTok. Like, cr- like just cringe and how it. I, it's a whole new experience. It's a sensory experience. I'd pay money for it to feel that way. My um yeah, my wife uh she's like, Oh, I'm really tired, I'm going to bed. It's it's eight forty five PM and I'm going to bed. And I come to bed at like, you know, one AM. I walk into the room, there's the just total darkness, she's in bed, glow. but just the glow on her face. <laughs> and then she immediately like slams the phone down, she's like, Ah, oh, I need to be asleep. I need to be asleep now. <laughs> Got lost in the tox, you know? just in there she's in there loving it oh boy those young men could do with some advice on how to conduct their business how to live their lives maybe old tom will send him a message from his talk hey yes what do you think guys you can funnel your um your sort of messages through me that'd be beautiful uh luckily we do have a segment on this show for dispensing advice uh to the young and foolhardy that is of course paging dr lucy If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble Just to pick up your telephone and dial it on the double You call 1-800-317-5155 Now you're paging Dr. Lucy That is amazing So Melodica? I'm going to keep doing that. I, I swear to God, I could have done that. <laughs> now that, now that you've heard the song, I can play it again if you would like to play along with it from uh, the start. The latency. I don't want to ruin it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I'm sure it's interesting for everyone to hear, but no, please. It's jazz, baby. It's just a big <laughs> jam. That's what you're podcasting right. yeah. is. Whoa, you're right, Ben. It is jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I hate podcasting so much. This is a mistake. Let's just all close this. I wish I was at home juggling. (laughs) I'm thinking about those balls. (laughs) 
You take the boy out of the balls, but you can't take the balls out of the boy. Oh, he could have juggled three of them. He should have taken three into his home for oh, juggling. What a way to die. <laughs> so, sorry, Lucy, was David really buff? <laughs> so we weren't I assume David is, David is like super jacked. Well, he yeah. would be after removing yeah. 158 bowling balls out of his house. <laughs> I'm on. That's my exercise routine. Just trying to, eventually trying to be able to juggle three bowling balls for like a minute straight. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Like your coordination would be fucking amazing after that. Mm. Incredible. Yeah. Imagine how much so, core strength it would take. You know, you don't need a gym. Mm. You just need three bowling balls. No. You heard it's it a, here first. Like- <laughs> it's <laughs> massive, very arts review vibes. <laughs> hey. It's much more convenient what you're offering. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All you need is the three bowling balls you already have in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's sitting up and he's... I got spares. Oh. <laughs> Paging Dr. Lucy, this is the segment where we dispense advice to people who uh, will never... Who <laughs> 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 will never hear it. They will never hear this advice. This one is from reddit.com slash r slash relationships. How do I tell my boyfriend that I hate samurai films? I just want to preface this by saying this one's really good because I think that it's real. I don't mm. think yeah, this one like, is a joke at all. Every is, other one we've ever discussed in the show has 100% been a creative writing exercise. This one is definitely, it's real. It sounds very real. Uh, my female, 24, boyfriend, male, 29, thinks samurai films are the height of cinema and I hate them. He gets so excited to show me these films and I want to enjoy them, but God damn, they're just so boring and unrelatable and long. I try so hard to get into them. I've sat through so many, but I just find my mind wandering and thinking about literally anything but what's in front of me. It's not a problem with foreign films. We watch a lot together and that I really enjoy, but the samurai films haunt my fucking dreams. (laughs) I know this sounds bad, but I genuinely have zero interest at all, but I keep pretending because he seems so excited for me to watch them and I keep trying, but honestly, I don't know if I can keep doing it. His face lights up when I say I'll watch them and that's the only reason I keep doing it. I don't want to disappoint him. He's He's set it out so we watch at least three a week and it's killing me. How do I tell him I think they're boring as batshit and I can't watch them all the time? I'm happy to make the effort for him and watch them every now and then, but this lockdown is bad enough without every evening being samurai night. Please help me. So what is the advice for this person who has accidentally encouraged their partner too much? Yeah, that's rough. Because, like, you're doing the right thing. You want to support your partner and take an interest in their interests, but... There's going to be a point if they're really into something that you really hate where you have to just be like, I'm sorry, I actually don't like this that much. Mm. You know? And I think generally that's true, uh, except in the case of this one where this woman is objectively wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You should be sitting down and enjoying every single three and a half hour slow slow burn samurai film that your boyfriend is forcing you to watch. You should be doing it with a smile on your face. You should respect the code of Bushido more than you are currently doing. <laughs> Maybe she could learn a thing or two from these movies. Is that what you're saying? Oh. Yep. I'm sure part of the way of Bushido teaches you to patiently watch samurai movies and enjoy them. <laughs> Tom, do you enjoy samurai films? 
Uh, I'm more of a Jackie Chan guy. More of a mm. more of a ni- uh, not ninja, but yeah, the martial arts sort of stuff. More I like drunken kung fu. More like your your, go- your Golden Chan. Harvest, Shaw Brothers, 1980s Hong Kong kind of stuff. Oh no no no, Shanghai Nights, my friend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Shanghai Nights and it's no sorry Shanghai Noon and its sequel Shanghai Nights. Mm. Uh, mm. Those movies rock. Oh, they're incredible. No one should apologise for enjoying it. <laughs> uh, we okay. used to play a drinking game where it's every time Jackie Chan uses a item that's not a weapon as a weapon, mm-hmm. then you take a drink and you'll get slaughtered by like 20 minutes. Yeah. In. As soon as he gets in on his Buster Keaton shit, he's got his umbrellas, he's got his ladders, it's all over for you. <laughs> you know? We used to do this uh, drinking game when we were at uni where you watch any movie and any time anyone walks through a doorway, you take a drink. Um and I think what we realized is sometimes a drinking game is just you just want to get drunk very fast and you don't actually care about the game element of it. Mm. Imagine, uh, but feel uh, free to use that one if you would like to die. <laughs> imagine doing that one with The Thing, with John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, I just did a cinema screening of that a couple of days ago, actually. Well, no, it was wish- fucking great. I wished I was there. Uh, fucking like, a th- I sort of like asked the audience at the start how many people had never seen it before and about a third of the people in the <gasps> cinema never had. Mm. And like... Being in the cinema for those, like, the big jump scares that are in the movie and just seeing, like, a room full of people just lose their shit was the fucking best. It was so good. Uh, spoiler for John Carpenter's The Thing, but seeing a room full of people see the hands go into the chest in that, that one scene. Oh, yeah. Oof. Can't, couldn't put a price on that. What Although we did, you know, we do have to pay. For <laughs> you, it sounds like you did put a price. price on it. Do you have yeah. any of the enamel pins left? Oh, I'll, I'll ask Ben. We'll, we'll send you a pin if we've got any. Oh, I really want Every time you guys do an event that has like a little custom-made pin, I go, fuck. Like, we probably I don't got a one. little pin for Andrew. I reckon we got one. Yes. I'll find one. Yes. If not, I'll send you mine. So, um, look, what is the answer here? I mean... I feel the, like making I, her watch the samurai films three times a week might be pushing it. In, Maybe fairness, in fairness to the boyfriend... He has only had his enthusiasm reinforced at every stage of this. That's he has true. said, she's "Do you want to watch these?" And she said, "Yes." And they watch them. And then he says, "What if we watched a fuckload of them all the time?" And she goes, yeah. "Yes." Uh, I kind of feel like. What if we watched a two-hour Windy Landing compilation on YouTube <laughs> instead of a twenty-minute one? What if we just did that on the weekend? Something what if for we everyone. watched go-arounds? <laughs> What if we watch go-arounds? <laughs> this is plain stuff, Tom, in case you are not aware of Lucy's uh, many... many One. <laughs> her one obsession that go she on, has. No, there's, there's more than one. <laughs> you love planes? I like planes. Is yeah, it a crime? Not... Is it a crime, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Crime to enjoy <laughs> a succulent to plane? That's cool. What's your, what's your favourite plane? That's an Airbus A380. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that this person's situation, unfortunately, has been complicated by, like, going with it for too long. You think they might be in a hell yeah. of their own making? Yeah, because if you watch, if you watch a handful of them. And then your boyfriend says, hey, let's watch another one, you know, two nights later. That There's there's absolutely a window to say, oh, I feel like we've been watching a lot of them lately. Maybe we could watch something else or like I enjoy them, but maybe not so much that I want to watch three of them a week. You know, you've got your kind now of window, but 
once you have set yourself up into be- being in a lockdown uh, with your live-in partner and a schedule of three of them a week, and it's been going for a while, like you 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 have kind of set yourself up a little for the point where, like, I, I guess I would say in the framing of the question, you don't have to say. I think they're really fucking boring and I hate them and I don't pay any attention while we're watching them because that's going to break this dude's heart. That's yeah. because, not not because he's going to be like, oh no, I love samurai movies and you're wrong for not liking them, but most like reasonable people will feel bad because they'll be like, oh fuck, I've been making you watch heaps of these mm. and you've been I really been bored the whole you. time. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy follows Bushido, probably, so he will kill himself. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he will have to commit seppuku. She's so. just, like, telling him and then diving between him and his wakazashi. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't you do it. Don't you do it. As soon as he's reaching for the, for the sword mounted above the TV, which I assume he has. Uh, I think. I feel like there's a bit of self-awareness, though, because I feel like everyone's kind of got their niche and they've got these things they really like, they feel like they geek out on, and even with the person that you love, you're like, they're going to be nice about this. They're not going to be rude, the one. You kind of got to read the room and be like, okay, this is a this is a sometimes food. I'm not having Toblerone three times a week. <laughs> I mean, you, you can. can it's legal. It's legal. Toblerone three times a week if you want. Wait, like, maybe you- not like a whole one of the big novelty ones, but like... No, nah, there's no point like unless there's a, a big crime. novelty one. I love yeah. the novelty one. Hang on, I'm confused. I'm allowed to have Toblerone three times a week? You can have a big like, literally as much Toblerone as you want. Yeah. Are you guys fucking kidding me no, right dude, now? You absolutely <laughs> fucking can. And it's so comparatively cheap to say cocaine. Who's going to stop you? A dietitian with a gun? <laughs> no, a samurai. <laughs> Oh, I, I think I think this person needs to just be like, "Hey, can we watch Shanghai Noon?" And then <laughs> next week we'll watch yeah, Shanghai. Start Nights. with Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights, and then you can lead into other genres of film. That's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's the transition that you're imagining. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. You, you don't- can watch Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai, <laughs> and then go into other Jim Jarmusch films. <laughs> You, no, you got to watch. You, uh, maybe that's the transition is to get him into um, like other samurai adjacent things, like Samurai Cop, you know, mm, and Samurai Cop Two. <laughs> I've never My- seen a samurai movie, but that, that all sounds great. <laughs> um, then you can get him onto like Michael Dudikoff American Ninja movies. Got all five of those on VHS, I think. <laughs> of course, you do. <laughs> Uh, I guess, yeah, there's a lot of other movies with swords that you could be watching, you know? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Then you get them into a movie with halberds. Then you get them into a movie with petards, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then you got Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, right? That's- How are you getting <laughs> from petard to Tokyo Drift? What's your- <laughs> oh, you would have no what idea hoisting. the cogs that are returning out here. I, like I do this. have no idea. It's like the three degrees of separation from a samurai movie to the movie you want to watch. Yeah. 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 That's. I think that's the approach. The approach yeah. is, Yeah. how do we get from here to Britney Spears starring in Crossroads? Three movies to get from <laughs> yeah. samurai yeah. movie to the movie you want to watch. Yeah. yeah. And then from Which watching is- the movie Crossroads to watching the video episodes of the podcast, Oh Yeah Dude, they both star <laughs> Seth Romatelli. Hmm. What? Hmm. Well, he doesn't star in it. That's very generous. Seth Romatelli has a walk-on acting role uh, in Crossroads for about 45 seconds. There you go. 
Don't think I've seen it since I watched it when it came out at the movies. Check out uh, the podcast. It's not this one. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> what a note to end this episode on. A recommendation to listen to a better show. It's so good, man. And there are like 850 episodes of it. And they're all amazing. Definitely check it out. If you're only going to listen to one podcast, make Fuck. it. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> You say that at the end of the podcast. Yeah, jo- joke's on you. You've already <laughs> listened to an episode. This, this is this is like, one. yeah, someone, some uh, prisoner on death row who's got their one last podcast wish <laughs> chose this fucking one, <laughs> and they're like, I should have done that <laughs> one. Fuck. <laughs> now, Tom, as mentioned in the intro, uh, you are a very talented musician. We love to watch your videos, to listen to the songs. Shut the fuck up, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, if people want to check all of your stuff out, where should they be looking for it? Uh, Well, I'm actually putting an EP together, so that's (gasps) going to be out. Yeah, it's a very exciting comedy album. Who who would have thought? Yes. That's going to be out next month, but if you want to jump onto my Instagram or my YouTube at the moment, uh, it's Tommy Cardi with one M. Uh, that confuses things, but yeah, T O M Y C A R D Y on uh, Instagram or even YouTube, you find some very silly songs uh, and some very silly uh, uh, music, I suppose. It's very Someone cut me off. It's very it's good so music. Fucking good, that's man. what it is. It's yeah. so good. They're, every single one of them is funny as fuck, and they're all fucking earworms. I think you have like I don't even want to try and estimate the number of people that have got the like small scat parts from have you checked your butthole <laughs> stuck in their it's, head it's for like real. <laughs> it's real you've done permanent psychic damage it, to people and that's beautiful i got to say we were talking about tiktok before i honestly it it's a really good thing i got no idea what works and so when like the last one that you're talking about is like a song about buttholes and it's like what the fuck that's got yeah it I, it breaks my mind. I don't understand what's, anything what's anymore. What's the level of engagement on that bad boy? That one got like eight million fucking views on TikTok. Oh, that's oh that's so many. That's a and huge it's just, number. And it's just kids being like, oh, um, what do they say? They say shit like, oh, this. What, how come this low key slaps dough? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't. It is how kids talk. He's <laughs> just yeah. like, I put a lot of work into this. I'm a child. Yeah, <laughs> this is probably dumb, but I feel like it's. Asking someone, have you checked your butthole, feels it's like so a relatively funny. universal phenomenon for people our age. I can't imagine the teens of today Maybe saying, dads aren't oh, saying that these days, you know? Jaden, have you checked your butthole? It just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't scan. You start well, saying it to my kids. Oh, it's so fun. I say it to my housemate, but it, on that point, maybe I'm like the father of... Uh, I wouldn't like... I'm. You can quote me on this. I'm the daddy of TikTok. Yep. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> T- bun- no, no. Just stick with. I'm. Um, don't. Don't follow it up with potentially. You're. You're weakening yeah, the statement. We'll you describe you that way in TikTok. the episode description. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I've done myself a disservice. <laughs> <laughs> do you um? Do you have any particular like musical comedy influences? Any? Oh yeah. Um. I really like since people have been mentioning it more flight of the concords mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they're just i'm gonna do a cover of one of their songs actually on this little album i'm gonna do and just because they like the music's so nice it's actually just some of the songs are actually quite beautiful and i'm like oh whoa this is funny but like great <laughs> i um i always like their their like little half hour whatever it is like an hbo one night mm. uh one night in new york or whatever it is uh special of theirs um, 
the oh, I can't remember the name of the song. It's the the two people sitting down on a park bench and talking to each other. You know, um, oh. it's going to kill me now. Feel free to mm. chop this out, Ben. <laughs> I um, <laughs> but great. Uh, yeah, just just that kind of like uh, you know casual weaving together of of their two guitar lines as they're kind yeah. of, and and they make everything so effortless as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the very casual deadpan nature of the delivery on everything. I've always kind of insisted that like um people peop- like you can really see when people who are doing musical comedy are also actually genuinely really good at music and it elevates the comedy so <laughs> much more. Yeah. It's it's just it it's fun if you can take the 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 lyrics and the stuff away and be like, "Oh, this is actually nice to listen to." I feel like it adds a lot. Mm. It gives it some value beyond like that. Once you've heard the jokes a couple of times, and you're still going back and listen to it, and being like, "Oh fuck yeah, this is oh, dope." Hundred percent, yeah. Absolutely. Also, I, I uh, people who play ukuleles and do musical comedy. How fun is that, guys? <laughs> oh, isn't it the best? You know what's even better yeah. is uh, ukulele covers without the comedy. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't even know that existed. I just got the biggest boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the 2010s were an absolutely fucking wild time. <laughs> Uh, uh, you were also just uh, in and composed music for a special for the feed, I believe, a half-hour special. That's uh, right. Called Cancelled. Yeah, and it's insanely fucking funny. It's extremely oh. good. I don't want to, I don't want to put any spoilers in here for anyone who wants to watch it. But you do a line read in there that was maybe my favourite thing of the entire half hour of the excerpt from the book you're reading. Uh, it is just fucking the timing on it. The delivery is so perfect. You got a little half smile on your face as you're saying it. It's just like, it's perfect. I did a big out loud laugh. You know, in that, because it's cancelled because it's like looking at the like cancelled culture and like people who have been cancelled throughout history. I helped make, I I live with uh, the two girls, the Freudian Nip, Jenna and Vic. Yeah, yeah, so I, I helped them make all those songs. They played like an LMFAO. It's uh, so good. Pair. Yeah, and it's great because they're like, obviously it's all heavy satire and they're women. So they've written all these songs called like, it's like titty juice. And like, <laughs> um, I, I, you can, I don't want to even say, say them out loud, but it's them sing stuff. And I got to produce the music. I'm like, this is so much fucking fun to heavy satire just like fuckhead music. I love LMFAO, by the way, musically. <laughs> you love uh, yeah. uh, uncle-nephew bands more than anything. <laughs> uncle-nephew relationships. Uncle-nephew. I think that's their names is DJ Uncle and DJ Nephew in the <laughs> thing. Um, but man, yeah, it is just a fucking, like, it's a, it's satire itself. Just them. So, so did you get to do, like, uh, different things that were, hey, we need an LMFAO-style song for this, we need... Hundred percent. I got my little synths out. A bunch of them. It was great. Be very fun. Yeah. And then those girls would just say the most awful things in some of this beautiful microphone. It is terrifying. There's some bits in the ass, 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 ass bit where just what they're doing for the video is visually terrifying how much they are relishing in it. It's, uh, oh. it's very beautiful. There's, I thought when I moved in with them that I was like, it's two guys, and we're like, oh, well, you know, we can be gross sometimes. Th- the things that they say <laughs> is just put 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 me to shame. <laughs> Wonderful. So uh, what what's the name of that? Cancelled? Cancelled. Cancelled on SBS On Demand. 
beautiful. Please, everybody, check that out when it comes out, and keep an eye on Tom's uh, Tom's feeds and such for that album when it drops. Yeah, get into it, please. We will absolutely let our audience know about it when that comes out. Oh, thanks. Wonderful. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, it must be time for us to go on stage and pretend to be the band Kiss. Well, we are the band Kiss. Fuck. In the segment, in the scenario that you've concocted in your mind. No, that's true. <laughs> I'm not. I can't do the that improv stuff. Do you, Kiss do you think? Song. Do you think Let's people see. are gonna notice that you're playing a melodica now? I reckon I can do. Check this out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, p- All right, we're ready to go now. We're ready to go. <laughs> this is only the third time we've ever had someone play melodica live on the podcast before. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. amazing. My head, I really just snapped back into that opening scene and we're all standing around backstage and just Gene Simmons is playing a little melodica, psyching everyone up to go on stage. <laughs> Everybody else staring dead-eyed into the mirror, putting yeah. the makeup on. Oh. Yeah. I would love that if his whole process has been like, now everyone remembers how all the songs go, right? Oh, you've forgotten this one? Here, I'll give you the melody Gene, on Gene, my melodica. Not, please, Gene, not the melodica. We Gene don't need it. Melodica. <laughs> yeah. Gene, I'm trying to get in the zone. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned before how they all have an album. Gene's album is all improvised melodica uh, ditties. <laughs> all melodica, all the time. <laughs> well, that's it, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you, Tom, for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. This is so much fun. It's been a good time for everybody. And hopefully the listener? Question mark at the nah, end. Ah, fuck him. Who cares? <laughs> oh. And for the listener, full stop. Yeah, take that. Oh. Well, unless, unless we want to go with Ben's statement, fuck the listener. That's Fuck him. Not interested. Yeah. You got to do comedy for yourself, you know. That's what integrity is. <laughs> go stay true to yourself. Fuck, I love staying true to myself. All right. That's it, everybody. Uh, stay true Bye. to yourselves unless it conflicts with what we're doing, in which case, don't. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 When my roommate comes into the room looking for his car keys... I don't say it yet. And when he gets me off the couch to check underneath the couch cushions, I don't say it yet. No. And then when he says out loud, I wonder where my car keys are, I still don't say it. I still don't say it yet. But then he asks me, do you know where my car keys are? I look at him in his face and I say... Have you checked your bottles? Get up, get up, bottles. I have not seen your keys, but since you're asking me, you better check up that bottle. Well, because I'm not serious, I don't think it's up inside your big brown business. But a funny thing to say to someone who's lost their shit and is stressed out visibly when I see the best man start to sweat. I don't say it yet. When I see that little ring bearer cunt getting yelled at by his mum. Oh, I still don't say it. When I see the groom asking the vicar if they can wait just another 15 minutes, I do not say it. And when the father of the bride starts organising an ad hoc emu bob of the courtyard area, I want to, but I do not say it. It's the 
11th hour with 300 congregants under God's roof. The vicar approaches the mic and suddenly all of the chatter goes mute. He says that they've misplaced the rings. Could anyone possibly know where they are? I know it's my time and all heads turn as I stand and say, Vicar, have you checked your butt I lost my loan. Have you checked up your I'm losing my patience. Where is your class? I just lost my grandma. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Are you capable of not saying she's up my asshole? Of course. My condolences. I'm not looking for a silly joke right now. Yeah, yeah. What are you looking for? Honestly, just like a shoulder to cry. Have you checked your butt, huh?